0: welcome to a podcast on marketing i'm your host jordan ogren and this is a podcast where we talk about marketing today's first question who are you and what do you do
1: how's it going Uh, my name is vince chan i am a marketing specialist at gong Um, so i wear multiple hats i run social media Um, i'm also on the marketing operations team Um, some of the merch uh, i own as well as the the bruno bot on the um, on the website um, and then I also help with email campaigns um, and all the landing pages, et cetera. So multiple hats, um, and it's crazy <laughs> because uh, I started as an intern like two years ago. So there's there's a lot that I've learned in this journey. Yeah, I can imagine.
0: Wow. Yeah, Gong's a pretty sweet company, and we'll definitely kind of dive into some of those lessons, things you've learned uh, working with some really great marketers and yourself. You know. So, but my first question that I kind of like to ask is, how do you define marketing,
1: or what is the job that marketing uh, should get done? Sure. Um, uh, Udi Lettergors, CMO, says this, but uh, it's to make sales easier, right? Um, we're here to help build pipeline and warm up leads for our sales team, um, and it's it's just a way of communicating creatively um, to like express and share uh, what our product or our service more so uh, has to offer. Um, so yeah, it's it's more so it's a tool to makes to help our sales team um, and make sales easier.
0: Hmm. I like that. It's a simple definition, but you can obviously go to quite complexity and like, how do we make it simpler? But I like that simple, or how do we make the sales easier? Um, but I like the mm-hmm. simple definition. So then how do you define, do you use that same kind of definition and maybe you don't, you know, look at other marketing, but like, how do you define kind of dichotomy of, Oh, that's good marketing or, Ooh, that's some, you know, pretty bad marketing. Like, how do you kind of split those two, um, like, or do you kind of not view it that way? Is it maybe good for someone and bad for somebody else? Uh,
1: right. I mean, it's it's a looking at what other marketers do um, and understanding like, okay, is this working for them? Um, and if it is, how can we make it better? Um, or if it's not working for them, what can we do to make it work for us? Or, you know, thinking outside of the box, right? Like, I think at Gong particularly, we, we don't think inside the box of what normally typical marketers do. And I feel like the way we market super B2C rather than like mm-hmm. B2B, or at least the feel of it, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like thinking very creatively and um, thinking like, okay, well, how do we attract our target persona? I think that's another thing too. It's It's not necessarily, hey, buy this product, but like speaking as if we are our target persona, reaching to their and hitting their pain points, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, is it, something that that we hold true to ourselves is is understanding those things and then everything else speaks for itself.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I like that. I think too, just in coherent
1: and good marketing, bad market, Can
0: kind of as you're talking about is it's dependent on the persona, like something that's bad for one persona, you could snatch that or use that, put your twist on in for your persona, it works really well. So I like Mm -hmm. that um, kind of thinking about it. What is one of your kind of strongest held beliefs in marketing a hill that you're willing to die on in regards to marketing?
1: That social media is forever changing. Uh, I mean, and that like, I I know a lot of marketers are like really like true to what they believe in and this is how they market and this is how they sell and this is how they talk. Um, But we're noticing that like Gen Z is taking over the world. and you know, like, how do you cater to that? Um, we, we have memes, we have pop culture references, we have, uh, I don't know, GIFs. We, we start getting creative with, with our resources. And like, I think what's working now won't work in two months, right? And I think that's, uh, I think understanding and forever being a student is something that like, for me, myself, I will always strive and push for is because things will forever be changing with marketing. And I think it's uh, keeping up with it or even getting ahead of that uh, is like the belief I will stand by <laughs> and i'll never stay stagnant with that idea yeah no that i like sense. that
0: a lot i think all uh, you could argue kind of like you know the de- engineer like everything's kind of obviously always progressing but i would argue marketing mm-hmm. just in the last 10 15 years has kind of changed the most and it's just continually rapidly changing with new platforms kind of new ways that we're buying um, the whole kind of as you said that b2c even if you're B2B right you still have to because somebody somebody everybody's so used to buying B2c whether it's on Instagram ads or whatever that we want that same experience when I'm going to buy um, a productivity tool or you know a, a kind of a sales tool. I still want to buy in that feel. B to see. So I think that's key. Um, and I think, you know, I, I would die on that hill as well in, in everything, but especially marketing. What is, what is one thing that maybe other marketers, probably not at Gong, but maybe, you know, elsewhere you see on LinkedIn that say something and you kind of disagree with it. You're just like, oh, I think this is not maybe bad, but I just, I kind of don't think it's good advice or I don't think it's, uh, helpful. Is there anything that comes to mind that you kind of disagree with other marketers on or do you kind of not have many? Because maybe you just are with your uh, gangsters rather than interacting with <laughs> others.
1: Yeah, I, I think it, it goes to the idea of like, um, who I follow <laughs> and what I believe in. So I, I will say that like, from what I see, I there's nothing that like, Triggers me too much because I, I follow the right people in order to like strengthen my own beliefs, to in order to like push and level up where my headspace is at right. Um, and I think that's most important. Um, because the moment you have like those those toxic posts that like make you think negatively about one thing when you should be thinking broadly about something, um, that's when it like turns you the wrong way and then uh, it slows you down from what you're trying to achieve and go for. Um. Uh, so not necessarily a, a specific thing or moment, but uh, I do try to um, filter through what what the eyes can see for myself. <laughs> at least. Yeah, no, that's key. I think kind of
0: monitoring the inputs in your life or your social feed as we all spend a lot of time on it. That's good. That's good. Right. So right. how I have a question kind of now going into Gong, like how is Gong able to make it remarkable content very engaging content like what goes into how they can whether it's a podcast whether it's social whether it's a super bowl like how are they able to make such good content consistently at least it seems
1: i'll speak on behalf of myself at least uh with with creating linkedin content with our team um it's understanding uh our buyers understanding our customers um Honestly, we we get the lucky one hand up because, or yeah, we're we're pretty much fortunate uh, because we get to listen to these gong calls every day, right? So we literally get to understand what their pain points are, right? What what really makes them happy every day? What, um, I don't know, just pretty much anything and everything. I could type in a keyword and I could listen to multiple calls that are regarding a specific topic. Um, and I think that's what gives us the upper hand is because we get to speak on those pain points, right? Um, And then we get to speak as a seller. Like I could I could write about my personal feelings as a seller. I don't sound like a marketer anymore, right? I just Mm -hmm. sound like another human on the screen, uh, speaking to our target persona as my target persona. If that makes sense. Um, So I think um, understanding that and then we get to pull all this all this data to to help sellers excel every day. Um, And then we we turn those into assets to like, hey, if you don't want to purchase Gong and use it for yourself, we'll have these assets ready for you anyways, um, because we want to show you what we are capable of. Um, And then maybe down the road, like if you're interested, you could learn more about us. Right. but nonetheless, we're we're all about like transparency, which is really cool, and, and giving out and helping as much as we can, which is what makes our content so digestible and. Uh, lovable, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's good. No, so first, kind of, that you touched on was that just understanding the persona. And for you guys, it's easier because you're kind of sales marketing, kind of marketing to similar like people. You're not in maybe, you know, Carhartt or and John Deere, where you're not kind of marketing to marketers. You're marketing to like farmers or whatever. But you understand right. them well, which enables you to make relevant content. Seems like it's just a friend, somebody up here talking to them. And then you also use data from your product kind of pull Mm -hmm. out. And I've seen a lot of the content. It's very interesting, like, you know, does cussing on your calls improve, (laughs) you know, like, and it's all really like easy because it's there. It's just, do you want to aggregate that con that data kind of make a point of view around it or write about and I think that's really if you have a product that you know does that has some sort of data set or able to or even feel like in say like service maybe even base you could just talk to hey this is what 10x people say about whatever because you're you know working with those people so I think that's super key is a lot of times we think like content it always needs to be like original it from scratch and you can kind of assist with doing that by using like you guys do data from your product that's already there. It's just kind of finding it. How do you go about, um, and maybe just it's around those types of content pieces, but how do you like go around thinking about the type of data you're going to find? Like what, like for the cussing one, like, how does that come up? Like, is you just hear a bunch of people asking that question, like does cussing or is it just something that you guys like someone thought of in a meeting? and was like, this would be interesting.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, Devin Reed, pretty much goes out and talks to um, our engineering team and our product team out uh, in Israel, and they, they pretty much sit down and, and look at different types of data. Um, and it's also relevant to like what our key initiatives are, right? Like what our comp- there's always going to be alignment some way or somehow with with our sales team and like our whole entire go-to-market team. So, I mean, things are strategically picked out and, and thought of. Um, I'm not too sure how the cussing one was picked out, per se.
0: (laughs) That's good. So just talking with the engineers, people building products, salespeople, like kind of just talking with them rather than marketing being its own silo coming up with ideas.
1: Right. And then it's also like, okay, well, what are the best use cases for it, right? Like, okay, we do have cussing, but what actual data can we pull from this? And then what, you know, other supporting assets can we add into this blog that, That makes this actually like a piece of content that people want to read rather than like, hey, people cuss this much, cool, (laughs) then what, right? Yeah, um, but it's like making it making sure that whatever data they do pull, uh, it's part of a full package in that sense.
0: Yeah, it's entertaining, engaging, but also I walk away with something, uh, productive per se is kind of what you're saying there. Yeah, no, I like that definitely. So in your, uh, from your, you said two years, you kind of been with Gong within those two years, what are some of those top lessons, two to three kind of greatest lessons you've learned from doing, from listening, just being on the Gong team? What are some of those like huge takeaways or kind of things you've learned?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> huge takeaways from Gong, uh, always ask questions. I mean, that's super cliche, but like maybe cause I was an intern, I, I said yes to everything. Hmm um every single project i was like yes i want to join it yes i want to learn more yes can i be a shadow um and then being okay messing up i feel like is a, is, is another lesson that I'm, I'm learning um and you know uh, having complete ownership i think is another thing too hmm. um understanding like once you're comfortable with something being like hey i could take this off your plate um and i could uh maybe help you know, alleviate some stress off of you because I, I fully understand this. Um, and I think that's what helped me accelerate and grow throughout my career was that I asked for social media, I asked for marketing operations. I'm now at the point where I have to eventually choose one because I've said yes to too many things that like now I have two full-time jobs. <laughs> um, so it's like, okay, well, what, <laughs> which, which avenue am I taking next? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a good problem to have, right? Like um, not many people have this opportunity. Uh, to pick and choose where their career grows um so yeah that's another lesson too is that like uh I I think if you if you present yourself as your full self every day um people will give that back to you tenfold Hmm. and what I mean by that is that like Everyone knows I'm an intern and I'm going to give my 110%. They're going to give their 110% back and give me all the knowledge that I would love and need in order to succeed and excel in my career. Hmm. Um, So I think those are the lessons that I've been learning. Um, And just the culture at Gong is just amazing, I will say. Uh, I've never had a, well, I mean, only worked at like another tech company, but just working at places in general, just seeing um, even like, having conversations with our CEO, him knowing every single person by name. Um, That's my dog. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Carter, you're distracting me. Can you calm down, please? Um, But yeah, I I think nonetheless, uh, it's... Every, every day is a lesson I'm going, I gong like. I if you like it. That's, that's my biggest takeaway. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: No, I like that. I really enjoy the first kind of bit about the yeses or just kind of being open to things. I think if you're early in your career, that's super critical. Just saying yes and not trying to be picky per se of like, I only want to do this or I only want to do that. Um, cause like you, you you never know where that might uh, essentially take you or what it will let you do. And I think that's kind of what you're saying is now you have options because you said yes of like, which of these do I want more of or want to do where if you just said no, or you weren't open, you wouldn't have got, you wouldn't be in the position you're in today.
1: For sure. Um, and yeah, I think it's great to get your feet wet, right? Like, um, especially early in your career. And sometimes people just pick one avenue and then they just like, they're like, well, I don't like this anymore, but now I'm stuck. (laughs) Um, but I was fortunate to start at Gong at a really, really early stage that like they needed support in every, (laughs) in (laughs) basically every department. So um, I got lucky there for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely enjoy kind of in certain companies, a specialist role is somewhat generalist, where you just are doing everything. Because um, I was similar, I was hired as like a specialist, not for a tech company, but for a different company, quite small. Uh, and, you know, I was more of a generalist, I would do the email marketing, I would, you know, and obviously, you, you guys have more marketing, but like, I do the website, I do all these things that it's like, okay, that's definitely a specialist is more generalist. But through that, I've started to figure out, okay, I like this more, I'm actually better at it. This where I would have never known it would just be more or less like uh, an assumption rather than actually getting my feet wet. Seeing okay, I actually don't like building websites. It's too detail oriented, whatever. Um, so as like a young marketer, I think that's super critical to try to embrace the generality. Try not to, if you can, which is kind of counterintuitive of like, you know, find what you're going to do niche down, all these things that are preached. And I think there's value in it. I also think like early on, allowing yourself to be more like water and kind of go to where the river bends per se, and then say, okay, now I'm going to niche down on this or that. Do you think at all about that as you're kind of early in your career, you kind of already hinted at it of like, I'll have to pick one of these paths. Do you think at all about that? Like, where am I going to niche down? Do I want to niche down? What are your thoughts yeah. generally on that?
1: Um yeah, uh well our CMO, uh, my manager, my manager's manager, we have these conversations every single week. <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> every it's every single week since I was an intern. Um and they they're just like, "Hey, well what path do you want to take?" Uh, which, you know, and I, I was like, "Hey, I need more time because I'm like loving the the work that I'm doing on both ends." But yeah, um I'm actually moving towards one direction over the other. Um, so it's like a bittersweet <laughs> transition. But I mean, it'll, it'll definitely, this transition is going to take like, I don't know, six months or so, um, you know, just to, to ramp down, um, to teach the next person what I've been doing um, and to just, you know, let go of the reins officially. <laughs> uh, awesome. But I think, uh, yeah, uh, I, th- I have picked my path. Um, so I'm excited to go towards that path. Um, and yeah, I guess it just took two and a half years to do so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good but thing I, know, to but I, I finally chose that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: What is one, one thing, two things, three things that you do to kind of get better at your craft at marketing and they can be passive. They can be active. What are some things that you kind of do to just improve your marketing ability?
1: Yes. Uh, the first. Okay, well, I hate reading, but I will (laughs) say reading. (laughs) There we go. Um, There's a book that sits in front of me called Everybody Writes. um, And then there's another book that sits in front of me called Influence. um, And those two books are exceptionally great from what I've read, or at least from what I've heard. (laughs) Um, So reading is one. The other is um, shadowing and just understanding, like, what leaders are doing um, and the thought process behind these leadership meetings and uh, seeing like really what goes into it, right? Like maybe as like a super junior marketer, we're just given the the quote unquote dirty work without understanding why is their dirty work and like what is the thought process or anything behind it. And I think it's what makes you appreciate it more and makes you really wanna put your all into it because you understand the higher goals and needs and wants, right? Um, last thing is, um, outside experiences, um, I am a dancer, um, and I think, uh, similarly to dance, uh, you know, you pull from your, your own life experiences to create movement that speaks true to yourself. And I think it's the same thing with marketing. Um, without being out there and socializing and looking at nature and um, whatever it may be, uh, it those things help create those, cre- uh, or not create, but help those creative juices flow um, in order to think outside of this 14-inch screen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, oh, that's good. So, yeah, those are the things that uh, I believe motivate me and push me um, to be a great marketer every day.
0: Mm, No, I like that. And that hints at one of my final questions is kind of around things you do outside of business marketing (laughs) to get better at it, because I do definitely align with your thought process. Someone I think another actually person was a, a dancer as well um so like it, it's interesting the types of things usually you're here walking or like you kind of said reading but you know these kind of other passions that we have outside can actually fuel the marketing or our ability to think which if you really think about marketing it's just thinking critically it's making good decisions on what to say what to not say and all that so that's good i always as i already hinted I already i always finish the episodes with two kind of main questions one of them i'll just ask you again, because you'll probably uh, say the answer you said, but I'll ask it. But the first is kind of related to marketing related. Everything we've been talking about is what is one thing you've changed your mind on in regards to marketing in the past two years, three years, four years? You know, I believed quantity content was away and now I'm more believing quality content. Like what is something you believed once and now you Mm -hmm. kind of believe
1: differently, whether 180 or just slightly different? I always thought I will I always thought marketing was just social media marketing Hmm. when I first started my career um but don't get that twisted there's there's so (laughs) many other avenues you know there's events there's PMM all the messaging there's creating our own category that's also marketing um uh, yes there is social media but there's also email there's also there's marketing operations there's analytics there's there's so many things and so many people that play into the term the term marketing, right? Uh, and uh that's something I really didn't understand or know three years ago. <laughs> um So that's where my mind has changed. Um sorry, what was the second question?
0: No, no, I'll ask the second question. I still don't want to okay. dig deeper. What like what if what has that allowed you or enabled you to do differently now that you have a call it maybe a broader scope of marketing? What has that
1: helped you uh do or feel or think Ooh, um what does it help me to do i mean it helped me understand uh what collaboration means (laughs) more so yeah Uh, well because when we first started we only had 10 marketers right but now that there's like 40 plus marketers and there's multiple teams within marketing it's just like okay well how do we collaborate and work together to make things work um and that, you know, you also have to be understanding that people are in different time zones. You have to, mm. to understand that sometimes they, they don't know the process yet. Or there, there's a lot of, and I think one thing is that's really important is like open communication with our team is, is, is very, very uh, appreciated when, when that happens. Well,
0: um, mm-hmm. no, that's a good it's a good kind of takeaway, because that, that's my mind yeah. was kind of going to that is maybe even appreciation for the other roles, which could be inherent in collaboration as you appreciate, hey, there's email people, there's these people that, you know, I didn't think but are needed and I need to collaborate with them. So that's a it's a good takeaway. All right. Now, the final question. What is one thing you do outside of business and marketing that helps you improve your ability to kind of do business and marketing? And you obviously stated, I think, the answer earlier, but.
1: I did. Um, <laughs> I'm a dancer. Um, I'm a competitive dancer. Uh, we, I've been dancing since 2008. So, or at least training since 2008. So what is that? 14 years. Wow. Um, uh, I think there's two parts to this. That's really cool is that, um, our work ethic within our dance team has like helped shape who I was as an intern and who I am now meaning like the hard work, the determination, the grip. We've heard these words before and in multiple ways and avenues. But I think pulling that mindset of like, hey, you're gonna get a million no's until you get that one yes. Hey, you're not gonna get it right the first time, but you could also use your resources to help you get it right and help you excel and exceed. Um, those, uh, those things I, I pull from my dance team for sure. And, and another thing is uh, that I pull my dance team every day is that it's funny enough that three or four other marketers at gong are also on my dance team so um and and it's not by coincidence uh russell who's our vp of marketing reached out to me because he needed an intern and uh throughout the years i also reached out to two of my friends on my team who are one's an intern one final uh, is now full-time employee so i think uh it's great to see that like our network within our dance team get put pulled over into like the (laughs) professional world um and then we get to pull ideas from each other right like whether it's marketing or your dance and like how we operate and how our dance team operates what can we pull from our dance team that we could move to gong or vice versa and i think that's the beauty in it um And it's cool to see both our dance team and Gong excel. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: awesome. I feel like that has to be somewhat of an anomaly. Like, I don't know how many other companies have, you know, their marketing team, a select few of them on the same dance team. That's pretty sweet. So what got you into dance? You said 2008, 2008 was when you started. What was like the, like, what was the origin story?
1: Um, There was always a dance studio two blocks away from where my parents live. And, uh, I, I actually started way before that in like 2005, but I always loved sports. And my dad was always my, my basketball coach and he found a way through high school to be my basketball coach. And, um, <laughs> I had cross country, um, summer workouts. Um, and one of my friends was like, Hey, I won't be running this week. I'm actually going to go to that studio near your house. They have, uh, these summer intensives and it's for three weeks straight. And I was like, "Hey, I'll let's try out a week. Uh, tried it out one week, and I said I'm never turning back. And I st- stayed there ever since. Um, and it so happened that these the, that that same person, um, along with a few others, that convinced me to go are like my best friends till this day. Like we're we're still really close, and um, yeah, I can't thank them enough because <laughs> they t- helped me who I am, which is amazing.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool story that you were kind of not by chance, but through a friend, it kind of just happened. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Awesome. Well, that's a good answer. It's like I said, someone else kind of answered dancing, but it was different than the normal reading, walking, some of those. So I liked that a lot. Um, It was interesting. I kind of, from your LinkedIn, I had seen, you know, you've talked or posted about dance. So I was kind of thinking that would come out. And I think it's really cool to have (laughs) hobbies or passions outside of marketing as much as We can kind of geek out on it it's definitely not all there is to life so that's uh that's great that you kind of expand yourself this last section i usually open up for you to plug anything whether that's your company if you have like anything you want to uh you know shout out per se to the two to three people that are still listening at this point um feel free to kind of share it at this point anything
1: Ooh, uh, data back tips gong.io backslash resources <laughs> there we go I'll put that in the, release, uh, the uh, um, notes section yeah um, shoot if you're really interested in seeing my dance team you could type in company fam uh, uh, on youtube so that's c-o-m-p-a-n-y f-a-m uh, yeah you'll you'll probably see a, a bunch of million views <laughs> of, of videos. <laughs> uh, Okay. Awesome. That's that's pretty much it. Just just my dance team and gong. That's that's my life. In <laughs> <laughs> your dog,
0: yeah, and dog my dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you uh, again, uh, Vince. Yeah, put him on that screen. Here there we go. It go. he was good is. towards the end. There at the start, he <laughs> wanted to jump on. He had some tips. Ooh, the tongues out. <laughs> Well, thank you, Vince. I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate the time and uh, all your insights from, you know, your experience and Gong, I think are uh, valuable, at least for me, which is the main objective of this for me to learn. So thank you for coming on, yep. man.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you.
0: This is the end.